listening to The Happy Hour with Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez-Cleary on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Back here on The Happy Hour, 93.7 The Ticket, ticketfm.com. Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez-Cleary with you today. As always, 402-464-5685, Honda Lincoln Hotline, Sarah Heyman Text Line. Both those are open for you guys for the rest of the show. We were just talking during the break a little bit with uh, Jake about NFL. And um, I offered him this. I said, what if the Dolphins traded with the Texans, Jalen Waddell, Mike Gesicki, and uh, two first-round picks? You're a monster. I said, for Deshaun, would you take that, Jake? And he goes, absolutely not. They would need to trade Tua. I agree, but it's the Texans. And... Texans front office is not the smartest. They will not accept a trade that does not involve Include a quarterback. quarterback. You're right. You're right. Um, so before we get to Husker football here, the Manning cast returns tonight, Rico. Woohoo! I've never watched a single one. Well, you might want to watch it tonight, especially at the start. I probably won't. Because they will be on a path. Their first guest, Marshawn Lynch. Boy, boy, the kid. Beast mode. We are on a path. So make sure you tune into the Manning cast tonight. Uh, Marshawn Lynch will be the first guest. Or for... don't. It's your choice. Yeah. Do whatever right. you want. Nick's not telling you what to do. I'm, I'm recommending it. All right, let's talk about Husker football. Rico, how are we feeling going into Saturday, man? Are you okay? I have revved my confidence back up. I don't know why I did it. But they are... I don't know how many point favorites they are. Seven. But... My thing currently with Nebraska football is if it is a single-score game, they will lose. So right now, I have them winning by 12. It'll probably go down or up as the week goes goes by. Actually, it definitely will go down or up. Um, We will see, but I still do not feel good about a single-score game. And I didn't watch much of the Purdue-Wisconsin game, but seeing Mm -hmm. them lose 30-13 to to a team with no offense um, after beating a team with no offense um, is very strange. Does And I think they might have gotten up too high for Iowa. Uh, granted, you know, it's the number two team in the nation, so mm-hmm. is there really getting up too high for that? But I, I think they expended a lot of energy, a lot of emotional energy on that one. So coming into the Wisconsin game, it was just kind of like, bleh. Well, on Saturday against Wisconsin, Purdue did have five turnovers. They lost two fumbles. They threw three picks. Um and they play play a weird. We're going to dive into Purdue um, a little bit more in depth tomorrow. Just kind of the opponent who to watch for. We'll listen to what some of the things that Jeff Brom said um, today. We'll talk all that tomorrow. But because today I want to make it kind of about Nebraska. But and it was a weird thing. And, and Rico, it's in the folder there. Um, Frost said it today. It's in our it's our in our folder. Something about having to hit the mad button at practice. And it's interesting because we've talked about it. I talked about it on Friday when actually Big Sky and I um, filled in for for DP at from five to six. I talked about it how you know when there's a lot of th- good things going on in a program, you want to tell people, right? Mm-hmm. And we're we're always curious, and I know listeners are sometimes curious why why people aren't allowed into some practices. Frost actually kind of touched on why here in this clip, but then he also added um, some points about. 
the things that they're running, red zone offense was a big conversation point today at the press conference because if you guys were listening to us last week, Nebraska's red zone offense offense has been abysmal. Atrocious. Um, it's been repetitive and, and repeatedly bad, um, and it just hasn't worked. Abhorrent. And so Adrian spoke on that a little bit here as well. But first, and we'll get to that after this clip, but first here's Scott Frost talking about um, if, if he and his coach, coaching staff has to – be careful about hitting the mad button or, or jumping on guys at practice. I'm tempted in here sometimes. <laughs> uh, no, uh, you know, we, we don't let you guys into practice for a lot of reasons. That's one of them because we do hit the mad button sometimes. Um, I hit it on Wednesday. Um, I put them in a lot of situations Wednesday with simulating the game online just to try to help them experience that even more. Not that we haven't done that before, but just continue to try to put them in competitive situations. This one matters. Can we count on you when it counts? We did a lot of really good things. We did a couple of dumb things, and um, I wasn't happy about it. Uh, so there's there's a time and a place for that. And uh, certain cer- certain coaches we have on staff are better at hitting the mad button than others. Uh, but uh, they're getting they're getting the players to play hard. Uh, this team believes how good they are, and we got another really good opponent coming in here, so we get another chance. I will say this, um, a, a little bit of encouragement here. It's encouraging to hear that they're putting players in a situation where the game would be on the line. Yeah. That That is a positive that we can take out of that clip. Some situational football at practice is very important. However, I don't expect or I don't imagine that this is the first time or that today's practice was the first day that, um, or I guess last Wednesday's practice, mm-hmm. was the first day that they do this. And yet Nebraska still struggles in the red zone and still struggles with situational football. As we all know, they make a lot of big mistakes, crucial mistakes in crunch time. And and one of those guys is Adrian Martinez, unfortunately enough for him. Um, it, it's Adrian Martinez that has, has fumbled quite a few times and has made a, a poor throw or, or just a bad decision, whether it's chucking the ball out of the end zone and it, it turns up to be a safety, whether it's trying to fight for a couple extra yards um, and whatever your stance is on that, like it was against Michigan, um, but we don't need to get into that. But maybe later. Either way, um, something once again is not working. It's not transitioning from what the success on the practice field is to what is happening on Saturdays, and that is a huge disconnect and a huge um, problem that you kind of need to worry about. That we've talked about before is that this coaching staff. Whoever it is, whether it's Scott Frost at the end of the day or whether it's whoever the next guy is, whenever Scott's done, that is their job to connect what the, the success that they see on the practice field to the success on Saturdays. And yet, um, through three and a half years, it hasn't been that. Now, you have to, you have to also throw in there, and I know this is with every mm-hmm. practice in every sport and, and every situation that comes about, but you know, you can work on situational football and what situations you're in you know, until the cows come home. Yep. But at the end of the day, you know, you have a certain play you want to run on on third and five, uh, and and you're practicing against your own defense. Well, guess what? The defense you're going against on Saturday might not actually probably won't be running the same defense that you're facing in practice. So that play that you want to run on third and five that works every single time in practice might not work on Saturday. And I know, well, and I know people are going to say, well, that's why you adjust things, and that's why you have to look at things, and you have multiple different you know avenues for success in certain plays, but. And, 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 you know, that happens in every situation in a football game. 
But that is also a problem that that every coach has to deal with is you have your situational football, you work on everything you want to work on, you might get thrown a curveball. And that's something you also have to prepare for. And it's just there's it's a never ending preparation cycle for every single possible situation that could happen. And even then, there could be something you didn't expect. Well, don't forget, Rico, that was the reason in the first half of Illinois. That's the reason they gave us for the first half of Illinois was that they came out in a different look than what they had prepared for. And and that was not that was not number one. That's not good to hear. Number two, that was not received well as it it should be. So you've got to prepare for every situation, even if, you know, it, it it's crazy because there's still going to be things that you didn't prepare for. But in that moment, that's where the good coaches and the good players make their hay is is something happened that mm-hmm. wasn't supposed to happen, something that you didn't see going on. Uh, and that's how that's when you adjust in the moment and you make yourself uh, a legend, a, a real a, just a really solid player, a really solid coach. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right there. Um, so Nebraska has Purdue this Saturday. A uh, couple things of note from today's presser before we take a break because we're a couple minutes behind here. Um, Deontay Williams will pro- uh, will not play on Saturday. He, Frost says that he expects him back this season. Didn't give a timeline or a timetable on his return, but Deontay Williams is out. Um, he mentioned a couple guys of note: Car- George Karloftis on the defensive end. Um, position that's going to be something that Nebraska's offensive line is really going to have to pick up um, the pressure from Karloftis. He's going to be a, a top draft pick in the NFL draft coming up this next spring, and and that's a guy that um, we we've talked about it. We know what Adrian can do when he's given time. However, once again, something that this offensive line hasn't necessarily done to a consistent level is give Adrian Martinez time, and that has to worry you to an extent. On Saturday, with Deontay Williams out, Purdue really likes to run the or throw the football. Their running back room is extremely beaten up right now, and so they're going to throw the football around the yard. And David Bell is one of the best yes, receivers in, in college football right now. He's extremely smart. I was watching some of his route patterns against Iowa. Dude is crisp, and he's 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 crisp. He's twitchy, but then also he does a really really good job of tracking the ball over his shoulder. Um, made a nice little decision to do a fade route. I can I can share that video on Twitter as well here later today. But no, David Bell can obviously beat you. Um, that that'll be another Cam Taylor Britt's really gonna have to step up. He's gonna have to have a Michigan game type performance this Saturday because Purdue is going to test him. They're not afraid of of throwing the football if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, Adrian Martinez will be a hundred percent. So that's promising after it was obvious and he, and they're not shy to admit it. They're not necessarily given details. You know, they but, didn't say it before the game or during the game, but after afterwards, you know, you mm-hmm. could tell during, and then afterwards they were, they were pretty open. Adrian was not a hundred percent for that Minnesota game. Again, you know, not an excuse. As he said, it's not an excuse. He still, he still believed he should have performed better and he, he should mm-hmm. have performed better. But that is, that is something that this offense uh, relies on is him being able to create with his feet, and he wasn't able to do that. Yeah, so um, just a couple things of note there uh, before we move on to Purdue. All right, they also got on on the feet onto uh, the road for some recruiting. I was in uh, Millard South, and Omaha Burke Shenander was there with a couple players. Frost was at Seacrest mm-hmm. with Mike Dawson watching Southeast and Elkhorn South, and then he mentioned that Barrett Rood was around the state in addition to them. All right, let's take our final time out. When we come back, we'll wrap up Monday's show and get you ready for one-on-one with DP. We'll do all that next here on The Ticket. Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. 
More of the happy hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. If you're always searching for your next great adventure or seeking answers to complex questions, if you think of yourself as someone who takes charge, is there for others, breaks down barriers, or sees the world for what it can be, then you're just what we're looking for. CIA is searching for women of all skill sets with these traits and others to join the Directorate of Operations and help protect our nation. Visit cia.gov careers. See yourself here. 